0: Uh, I got cut off there which is very sad. I've got so many texts coming in and I think that stopped my video. I was halfway through that thought. All right so my son you know declared that it's um, pointless uh, to discuss anything more than about 52 lines of symmetry through a circle and, and you know what I was getting at and and by the same token I'm sure he would argue that Um, The the maximum number of slices uh, that you can cut a pizza into would be about 52, you know. I'll I'll bet you he would say that. He's out of the car now. Um, But... uh, And the whole world used to think like that. What's the point? You know, it had to be... Things had to be a bit... Yeah, things had to be measurable for you to bother even thinking about them. I think that's the way it was before, um, before Newton and before calculus. Um, and uh, you know, um, people got very, very close to measuring things like pi uh, by dividing up circles into little slices. You know, and uh, um, and they got very good at uh, measuring the area under curves by um, by dividing. Um, like, if you've got a strange-looking curve you know, um, an odd-shaped bridge, let's say, that goes over a river, you know, sort of an artistic bridge or something. The way to measure the area under that bridge, um, would be, you know, you can slice it into very thin slices, little um, oblongs, yeah. You know, uh, little rectangles underneath the bridge, and then measure the area of each rectangle all along, and then add all the rectangles up. Um, like um, the Sydney Harbour Bridge, um, and then you've got the road underneath, what's the area chopped out by the Sydney Harbour Bridge? Well, you can measure it, you know how the Sydney Harbour Bridge has got lines, uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to get a picture of it. Um, I think it's got lines going down, you know, the cables or whatever. Um, if it hasn't, imagine a bridge that has. And what you can do, you can pretend that they're rectangular, all those things, even though it's not quite rectangular at the top because you've got a bit of an angle there. Um, but, by the you know just slight, just pretend the top is square, and once you measure all those that 's pretty close you, know. and you know, Archimedes was a champion of this sort of stuff and um and he used to get the slices very thin and um and he used to work out um things like the area of a circle and all that sort of stuff, and even more complex things by more clever um Slicing up of things, Um, even solids, this is all geometry, you know. And he he measured the um, volume of a sphere, you know. And then he started playing and he measured the volume of a cone. And then he measured the volume of a sphere that would fit neatly into a cone. And he found a relationship between the two volumes, and that blew his mind, and um, it blew his mind so much. the the ratio of the two volumes was a perfect number. Perfect? Ah, see, he couldn't measure it perfectly. But, um, the he knew that the volume of the sphere, even though he couldn't measure it perfectly, volume of the sphere, which you know, it's impossible to measure that perfectly because you've got a pi involved, pi. And then the same goes for the volume of a cone. You can't measure that perfectly, because you got a, a pi involved at the top, because it's a circle at the top pi, r squared noise all that sort of stuff um, but the ratio of the two volumes he worked out was, um, was the more he sliced the two volumes up um, the more he realised that as he uh, he was, that it was approaching a perfect number um, you know, every time he went finer, it was um, now what is that? is, um, I actually can't remember, but the volume of of a sphere is, I think, two-thirds or something, the volume of a cone, um, and, um, and that corresponds exactly to having a piece of string on a guitar or a lute in his time, um, and putting your finger two-thirds along, and, um, I'll have, I won't have the, yeah I can't remember the exact numbers and all that sort of stuff, but... Um, and that plays a perfect fifth. Well, if you, you know, if you leave the string two-thirds as long, um, compared to an open string, you know, you've got a perfect fifth. And all this sort of thing was just, um, blew his mind. It blew his mind so much. uh, Because he knew he had discovered order in the universe, a certain type of order, mathematics in the universe, that, um, people had hitherto not be sure, not been sure, existed. Yeah, and he had discovered it, and he put that on his gravestone. What did he do? Did he put a picture of the cone and a picture of this the sphere on his gravestone? Somehow he represented all of that on his gravestone. um all right, that was Archimedes, but the point is he wasn't ever as far as I know a, he never went as far as to like he got the ratios between the sphere and the cone going very nicely. Thank you very much and you know was able to approach a perfect number with all of that, um but as far as the volume of a sphere or an area of a circle or whatever, he just went as fine as he could, but he didn't go so far as to do the mathematics of an infinite number of slices on a pizza. He didn't go that far because there was no point if he if he 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 went as fine as he could with his measuring instruments. You know, in dividing a circle up into as many pieces as he could, he went as fine as he could and, um, and and not only the area of a circle but an area under other curves as well parabolas and all that sort of stuff, he went as fine as he could taking slices of all these shapes and then adding up the areas of all the slices and all those sorts of things um, and, um, and the same goes with volumes you know. And, um, and when he got as fine as he could he said that's as good as I can do I can't go any smaller. I can't go any thinner. You know, when I you know, Archimedes actually came to Sydney on one occasion and he measured. <laughs> um, you know, he, he sliced all the area under a Sydney Harbour Bridge and he tried to work out the area carved out by the Sydney Harbour Bridge and he got very close and he said, That's as close as I can get. You know, I've gone down to a millimeter, yeah, that's damned close. You know, if you're gonna go and buy some paint. <laughs> Yeah, if you're going to put a wall on the side of the Sydney Harbour Bridge and you want to paint that thing, I can tell you how much paint to buy and I'll be very, very close, you know, Um, but I can't go any further than that. That's as much as I can do. My eyes... I'll go blind if I try and go to a quarter of a millimetre and a tenth of a millimetre and a hundredth of a millimetre. In essence, um, what um, Archimedes is basically saying is, I can slice things so thin, thinner than anybody can imagine, wonderfully thin, um, but no thinner, you know, so I, I'm the best in the world, uh, I can get you as thin as I can, and um, and you've got the best of the best, you know, but what happened was, after Archimedes, many centuries later, uh, was it an Indian, or something like that, um, or a Persian, or an Arab, or something, invented algebra, and his name was Algebra, <laughs> uh, it was uh, very similar to the name Algebra, and, um, see, what Archimedes was, um was uh stuck with he didn't he didn't have algebra and the way algebra works is um, um uh with um if you're trying to slice a pizza up without algebra your brain is sort of still stuck in um the finite world of um thinking Where's the sharpest knife I've got, and how fine can I do that? But your brain is not imagining the million slices between each slice, you know, because you could get really thin, you know. That's a slice, you know. There's a slice. Ooh, I can use the steering wheel, um, and you can go that thin. But you're not. Ooh, I'm shaking there, aren't I? Um, you can. I haven't got MS yet. See, but I shoot with that hand. <laughs> um. And um. And so, um, you know, with algebra what you can do is you can take a slice like that and you can imagine trillions of slices in between, in fact, what you might call an infinite number of slices in between, Uh, even though it's not possible to um, come up with a number that represents that many numbers that many slices, um, in your head you can say it's X, and people say, what's X, just just a, oh, just, a hell of a lot, X is just a hell of a lot, so this steering wheel, if you could see the whole thing, how many slices can I slice this steering wheel up into, you know, back in Archimedes this time, I would say, oh, you know, the most I can slice this steering wheel up into, in terms of um, sections, um, is, oh, I think a billion. Could, could, you know, even if I had the most beautiful lathe, you know, that could slice, you know, and all that sort of stuff. A billion, you know? But don't talk to me about a trillion. But when algebra came along, algebra, you didn't have to actually put a number on it. You could just say X. And people would say, What's X? Just many. Like really many. And uh, they say like as many as you can even think. No, more than that more slices of this steering wheel or this pizza than you can even imagine. Say, wow, that's a lot of slices. And then you can say, yeah. And then once you've done that, you know, um, multiply that by that number again, you've got even thinner slices. They go, wow, I can't even, my brain's hurting. I said, yeah. And once you've done that, all those tiny little slices that hurt your brain, divide all those slices up into that many and just keep going. For the rest of your life and then for a thousand lifetimes and in fact for so many lifetimes that many lifetimes just keep slicing and you sort of say oh, i can't even imagine so many slices and then I say yeah i know but um what we're going to do after we've sliced up the pizza into that many slices we're going to measure the area of each slice I say, how do you do that and say, well you know um, these are all lines of symmetry through the circle, you might say, you know. I can't even cons- imagine that. Yet. And then someone would say, you don't have to. You know? Um, uh, just let it be X. Just let it be when I find myself in times of trouble. You know, calculus comes to me, you know. And you say, just let it be X. And, um, and then, um... Newton, once he put a couple of these magic pieces together, he, he grabbed all of that Archimedes stuff, and then he grabbed this idea of algebra. He grabbed Archimedes from Greece, and he grabbed Algeria. I say, Algeria. <laughs> algebra, is there a relationship? That was a Freudian slip, Algeria. Algebra? Um, algebra from wherever that came from. Yeah. A bloke that was a third Persian a third Arabic and a third Indian, maybe he was. I know who he is, but I can't remember. Elger Algebra, yeah. Um who once had a zebra. <laughs> um, all right. But once Newton Newton was able to you know, in the same way that um um uh, that Archimedes was able to find a relationship between the cone and the sphere. I don't know if this is too much of a metaphor that doesn't even quite work, but Newton, he was able to, and was it Leibniz as well, independently? I might have the name wrong. Um, Two people invented calculus at once, you know. Um, In the same way that Newton uh, was able to, uh, that Archimedes was able to find that relationship between a sphere and a cone, he got more and more accurate, and he saw it was tending towards a nice exact number. So he theorised that if he kept going finer, even if he didn't go finer, that it would end up a perfect uh, fifth in musical terms, you know, uh, two-thirds of the way, you know, two-third ratio between sphere and cone and all that sort of stuff, the volume of each. And the same ratio held for the air surface area of each two. You know, when you compare the two surface areas, that blew his mind. I think he might have put that on the grave as well. Um, so, um, Newton he was able. He, he kind of said, "It doesn't matter that I can't define that. I'll just call it x, the number of um, the number of ways I can slice a pizza. Pizza. I'll call it x. You know." And if people were to come to him and say how many um how large can X get? He said, I don't even I don't need to talk about that. I'll tell you what, um the you know he might, I can use my mind, you know, rather than actually get the knife out and cut the slice, we'll start using our mind to mentally cut the slices and see which way it's all going. You know? And he was able to come up with formulas and all that sort of stuff. Um and, um and Uh, And he was able to, what he was able to do, in essence, was relate a, you know, see, a line like this, um, that's just a circle, you know, um, but you can get complex lines, you know, parabolas, for example, that are more like that, you know what I mean? Um, you know, instead of a beautiful circle. Um, he was able to relate the formula of the curve, you know, um, like if you've got a parabola, you know, one that's an upside down parabola like that that's kind of y equals minus x squared sort of thing um, you know and he was able to find a relationship uh, between um, uh, well um, the formula of the line and the area under the line and that changed the whole world um, the fact that he was able to do that That has changed the world. That's calculus. The fact that he was even able to do that because before that people were trying to manually do it and now we could mathematically do it. And um, Newton discovered this and I think the other guy, Leibniz, did as well. Um, All right, that'll do for now. Um, All that came from lines of symmetry. My son said a maximum of 52 um, lines of symmetry in a circle. That was in part. You see, this is now part two of a two part episode. So, part two. uh, in part one, my son said, oh, um, You know, a circle only has about 52 lines of symmetry because by the time you draw those 52 lines, he's thinking of a pencil, you know. And you can't even see the circle anymore. So that's about as many lines of symmetry as you can have in a circle. And that's roughly what Archimedes used to say, too. Although well, I'm sure he had some idea of. I don't know what idea of infinity Archimedes had. I think the Greeks tended to look, I'm not an expert on the Greeks only the Greeks are (laughs) and only the Greeks back then are probably not Greeks these days too, and a lot of other people too but not me Um, but the Greeks if they couldn't, what is this um, Aristotle empiricism or something, if you can't measure it let's not waste too much time on it let's just get as accurate as we can with stuff we can measure You know, Um, and they were a bit like that so they were a bit like Alex my son, ooh, I said his name. And um, I tend not to, I tend to try not to say names on this is on the podcast. Um, anyway, uh, YouTube thingy. Um, see, so he's got a Greek name too. i no so wondering if he thinks like a Greek and um, and he is Greek. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, so he was thinking like the ancient Greeks, you know, if I, that's as many as I can measure. You know, then I can't see the circle anymore. So there's no point saying it's got 150 lines of symmetry. I'll just say it's got 52, because by then, my pencil has made the circle completely disappear. Now, he's thinking like everyone in the world thought, I think, uh, by saying that, uh, prior to Newton, and prior to calculus, and uh, when Newton came along, um, what you had there was um, Newton saying, just imagine you have the most wonderful pencil, Um, that is able to draw uh, infinitely thin lines of symmetry. How many lines of symmetry now? And, um, well, an infinite number of them, really. Um, An infinite number of um, very thin slices of a pizza. Uh, But each one of those is an infinitesimally small area. So, you know, you're kind of multiplying... You've got a huge number multiplied by something that's really close to zero. Normally, really, really close to zero. Normally if you multiply something by zero, it's zero. You know, and the closer you get to zero then, you would think, um, then whatever you multiply that thing by uh, should be zero, you know? But the closer you get to zero, at the same time, you're getting more and more slices at the same time. And so that when you multiply all those slices, um, the area of all those little slices, and um, you multiply them by the number of those slices, by the area of each of those slices, even though the area of each of those slices is really, for all intents and purposes, zero, even though you're multiplying a number by zero, but not quite zero, no matter how close to zero you get, because the number of slices keeps increasing at the same rate, um, you do end up with pi r squared as the area of this steering wheel. That'll do for this episode.